Hey, there was Professor Ninja. Let's see if we can uh, get a few words from the professor on his you upcoming want match. Yeah, say something smart. I will be observing from ringside. I will calculate everything. I have already foreseen the events that will occur tonight. Be prepared. What's up, folks? It's episode three of the Mezzanine Sleepover, and I am Poops McKenzie, here with uh, my co-host, the immortal Sleep. Immortal is right. That's right. I'll never die. <laughs> so uh, it is, uh, what is it, uh, Tuesday, June 30th. We are on uh, Canada Day Eve, that's so it's a, a very special show. Yeah, that's when we're recording this. Yes. I guess it'll be all Canada Day. So. Yes. So happy Canada you're, Day. You're probably lounging there with a couple of uh, cold bevies. Yes. And uh, celebrating Canada Day by listening to the sleepover. Yeah, of course. With your family and friends <laughs> gathered around the the old radio. Oh, yep. shoot. No, no, that's fine. It's, we're good. All right. So it's it's been a, uh, a good week there, Mr. Uh, Mr. Slipe. It has been a good week. It's been... Uh, been nice and sunny. Yep. Couple of couple of couple of little storms, which I missed because I took a I took a trip this weekend that we'll talk about in a second. But yes, I managed to avoid the storms, which was nice. We had a and we had a little draft. Well, yeah, we had the NHL uh, entry draft 2015 started what Friday night and into Saturday. Friday at six. Yeah, I, I I I didn't pay a lot of attention. I'll be quite honest with you. You just read after the fact. I well, I kind of followed during just on like a score app. I wasn't really like following it on Twitter. I wasn't really so I didn't really know. I just saw dudes' names and I was like, oh, all right. So before going into the draft, if you didn't watch any of it, were you worried that you were going to just miss like a flurry of Winnipeg Jets activity? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean that that's the, that's the nice thing about. Um, the the Jets is that there there's really you can just sit back, relax a little bit. You know nothing shocking is going to happen. It, it's it's very rare. I mean, we were at what at, at four years and 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 we had one big kind of moment, one big trade. Yeah, that was forced by the players in the locker room. Yeah, that made it to the that they absolutely had to trade this guy because the locker room revolted against him. So unless that happens again, I don't think we're going to see a lot of action. Out of this, uh, out of this front office. No, I'm not. I didn't expect anything at the draft, and I mean, there's uh, lots of credit being thrown around for you know for Chevy and and uh, and the team, but it's like, well, ultimately, all they did was go up and make their picks, like picks that they had. They didn't manipulate anything. They didn't make the most out of what they were given. They were dealt a hand, and then they just played it card by court card, and yep. that was kind of it. And it's like, all right, like I guess that's a good draft. Like I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, they, I, I, not that the players are, that they chose were any bad. I mean, I, I honestly, you know, aside from what I'm told about them, I don't know dick about the players. No. And, you know, but uh, I don't know. To me, it's like, all right, I know you wanted to get on a roll on this. No, no, but, no. But, I, 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 want, I want you to get on a roll. But it's... You have... Okay, so the 17th pick... And I'm just going to go to it. 
was all right. Was Kyle Connor? Kyle Connor. Everyone's very happy about that pick, based on what I've heard. I have every reason to be happy too. He fell. Yep. Um, he was projected a lot higher. There's no real red flags by the sounds of it. Oh. Um, talent that the, the the team needs. So fine, right? Yep. So then they come back and uh, they have the 25th pick, and they take Jack Roslevic, who again. From everything I've heard, is a fine pick. Um, yes. You know, could turn into a great player. You know, we, we'll see. It's a center. It's a forward. I think we need forwards now. I heard begging for left-handed D on the old on the old twets. Oh yes. Oh, well, that's that's the big thing. But uh, but but so so I know there's disappointment that that didn't happen. But anyways, but but the big issue with the the second pick here is, and again, I'm not there. I don't know what they tried to maneuver, but it's like. It clearly sounds like there was a there was a report that the Canadians might have taken him, maybe, but I don't know. It's still like you know that you're picking too high. You know you're probably ten picks ahead of where the guy is likely going to fall. Yep. You're not going to make an attempt. You're not going to do anything to trade that back. It's like the Morrissey pick from a few years ago, and Morrissey looks like it's going to turn out right. But you reached, you reached for him, you reached for Shifley. Yep. And. In all of those cases, it's just like, all right, I know I'm ten picks ahead of where I should be, but fuck it, I'm gonna make the pick. I'm not, I'm not gonna trade back five spots and maybe pick up like you know a fourth rounder or something like that. Yep. And for a team that whose strength is apparently, and again, no reason to doubt it, drafting. Yes, isn't more picks more ammunition for this team? I, you would think so. It's the best ammunition they have. Oh, I agree. But uh, anyways, that's not even that's not even the part that that that's uh, no, getting my goat. But I didn't find it too bad. I, I saw after the fact people were uh, really upset at the pick uh, at twenty five, and then kind of slowly backed off that as other people and other fans and other analysts kind of started to say, "Well, that's a great pick," you know. So um, yeah, I, I, it, to me, it's like it's kind of their thing. <laughs> they just you know pick guys. Um, they, they reach for picks and it's just kind of what they do. And, uh, it seems to have served them pretty well. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's too bad. I do like, and, and this is, I'm going to open it up to you and I think I know where you're going. I love, I love the American content here. It's fantastic. It's a lot of American content. A lot. Yeah. I think their first four picks, um, maybe five. And sorry, I've got a list of their current roster up here in front of me. So I don't have their, I don't have a list of just isolated their draft picks, but I know that I, th- I believe like five out of eight picks were from the states. Yep. N- a numerous from the USHL. Yep. Um, I think their first four were yep. from the USHL, including the two guys in the first round, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look over this roster, like this current roster. I remember a couple of years ago, I was at a game and someone tweeted something, you know, as well some international tournament was going on, and they were like, "Oh, fucking USA sucks." And it was like, "Okay, well, it was intermission." I'm like, "Let's just." peek at the roster here on the Jets. <laughs> so I started hashtagging the guys who are Americans on the team, right? Yep. Bufflin, Wheeler, uh, at the time Montoya, Stewart, I think Slater. Yep. Uh God, there were there were there were more. Uh Zoduya, is Zoduya American? No, I don't no, know. No, he's, he's American. Swedish. There were there no, of course he's Swedish. Um, there were, I think in the end I had about eight or nine. I almost ran out of my 140 characters yep. to list them all. And it's like, 
It's All right. Team USA, baby. That's right. what this team is. So, like, and now you look at their lineup here, okay? Just here are the guys that are American on the, on the lineup that, that it looks like they're going to ice next year. So you've got Bufflin, you've got Kopp, uh, Hellebuck, who's in the system and, and seems to be the goalie of the future. you got Slater. Slater is Slater might not who be Who may back, not be there. Probably Staff, won't be back. Stafford, who looks like he'll be back. Uh, Stepniak may not be back. Mark Stewart, Jacob Truba, Blake Wheeler. Yep. And, and on top of that, Andre Pavlik's not Canadian. Michael Frolik, who's going to be gone after t- today, yep. is, is not Canadian. Tobias Enstrom's not Canadian. Nick Ehlers, their best prospect, is not Canadian. So this is ultimately this is my question. And this is for the super fans out there. Yes. And super fans, please answer us. Mezzanine Sleepover on, uh, on Twitter. Because I really, I really want your answer on this one. So, super fans tend to believe two things very, very strongly. Yep. Number one is the Jets have the best drafting machine in the league. The best scouts, the best draft. Every pick is amazing. You know, like bravo. Fantastic, yeah. Right? Fantastic job. The second thing that they believe is that Canada's the best at hockey. At every, like, absolutely, hands down. Yep. Canada's the best. Everyone else is inferior. Everyone else is worse, and particularly they'd like to go after the states, right? Yep. U.S. doesn't care about hockey. They're it's a crappy country about when it comes to hockey. Blah 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 blah. So my question is this: the Jets clearly have made a decision to scout hard in the states and trust the yeah, they sure information are. that's coming out of the states, and seem to be building, particularly out of the states and. Uh, and definitely not in Canada. No. Um, and their current roster and their prospects all reflect that, right? So the best scouting team, apparently, in, in all of the league has made this decision. But the U.S. sucks? Yeah. I don't know. To me, it's just like the super fans, you need to make a choice. <laughs> Which you one is it? it down. Which one is it? You can't have it both ways, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. You you really can't do do the Jets have the best scouting team, and have are on the right path with the decisions that they've made to go to the states, or is it purely flawed because the states is vastly inferior to Canada? Pick one. Tell me. No, it's true. They do. They, they, there needs to be that. I personally, I think it's great, and I I, I think that that the um, the Canadian junior system is inherently flawed and 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 pretty awful. Um, I think it produces um, stupid hockey players. <laughs> I think it produces um, uh, less well-rounded p- human beings. And so I'm all on board. 100% with, with, with drafting and guys that at least get into college, at least even for a year. And, and we can talk about the college system and, and we could go on and on and on about NCAA and all that. I'm not going to do any of that. There's a base there. And I just think that um, it's the way it's going. It's you. You're you're getting a, a little bit more of a well-rounded uh, human being, a better you know, and you might translate into a better hockey player. And also, let's be honest: the more Americans that play hockey, the better the Americans are going to be at hockey than Canadians. Uh huh. It's just a fact. There are ten times more Americans than there are Canadians. I'm sorry. They if they if they end up, you know, um, at some point being you know catching up in terms of numbers. And I'm talking about, you know, um, by, per capita, um, you know, Americans will be the best players in the league. And the Jets, I believe, they are at the forefront of that in a little bit of a way. They've, they've identified that as something. I think it's great. I love it. I love it. I love, 
you know, uh, I have no problem, you know, doing the USA, USA. I think it's great. I, anti-Americanism is not, I'm not really interested in it. I, I mean, when I was younger, it was probably like a thing where I was like, yeah, you know, fuck it. Canada, best. I love Canada. The States sucks. Nah, man, we get everything from the States, man. <laughs> everything. Entertainment. Um, they are an ally. Um, we, you know, just, it's, it's, we're so intertwined with the United States, I don't get why we have to, um, you know, anybody, anybody but the States. Got to cheer again. I, for anybody but the United States. And I, I just, I've never really, I, I have understood it when I was young and dumb, but now I kind of just, um, yeah, the, just the States. Like, who cares? And you know what? One of the biggest reasons why people don't want to cheer for the States is because they're so cocky. Their fans are just USA, USC. Oh, have my you, God. Have you seen a Canadian hockey game played on home turf? But when that happens, it's just we're the best fans, right? We're yeah. the loudest. Well, we're hey. the most boisterous. We love our country. But when you're watching the same thing happen in the States, the exact same thing. Yes. It's like, oh, it's just such crazy patriotism. It's disgusting. Well, tonight was the... Um just ended a couple hours ago was the was the U.S. Germany uh, Women's World Cup uh, semifinal game and was it, was it a playoff game? It, it was playoffs. <laughs> right on. There you go. <laughs> and um, uh, and the U.S. won. And of course, you know the Canadian fans for the most part that I was that I f- follow or have people retweeted in on Twitter, you know, are very anti-American. They'll cheer for fucking Germany. <laughs> mm. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know. I'm not even talking historically. I'm just saying why. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and uh, and you know they they talk about I, I read it tonight about the how awful American fans are on Twitter when there's a game going on. And I just thought, were you following this tournament I, and with the I Canadian know. fans? Like it's the same. Fans of countries are the same everywhere. They're all the same. And I, they're ridiculous. And it's just the way it is. And, and, and don't get us wrong, everybody. We don't hate the Canadian fans. No! I think that they're doing the wrong thing. I like what the Canadian fans do. I cheer for Canada. Yes. It's my country, and I do think that Canada is the best country in the world because I live here. But, <laughs> exactly. But, but I'm also grown up enough to understand that I may be a bit biased. Yeah, uh, and that other bit. people living in other countries think the same thing, and, you know, it's okay. Yeah, it, like... It's really yeah. okay. The United States has... There's so many things about the United States that are, are ridiculous and brilliant and fun and, you know, like, you can make fun of it. But, you know, at some point, you got to look in your own backyard and just be like, okay, you know what? Like, we're not so different. It's, it's, it's the same stuff going on on both sides of the border. Um, and, you know, let's not pretend that, um, that, 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 that we hold ourselves to some higher standard. It's true. You can't. I, I got to pretend. I, I got to go on one more comment about the Jets. All right. If we're done draft talk. Yeah, we're done draft talk. I think. Um, I got to talk about this this Drew Stafford signing today. Go for it. So the Jets signed Drew Stafford. They have another free agent. Their their major unrestricted free agent, I believe, is Michael Froelich. Well, yeah, he's he's the number he's, one. The, we're now yeah. we're now about twelve hours away from him being done. Yep. We'll see who he signs with. It's going to be someone. It's going to happen tomorrow. Yep. If if it's if it is the Jets, and I we're completely wrong, I'll come back next week and admit it. And I don't know. Well, you crow, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat all the crow I want. And uh, but it's not going to happen. And we all knew this a year ago when he signed that one year contract. It was like, well, we know what's going to happen here, right? So I guess the uh, silver medal is that they get to sign Drew Stafford. Which who who they who played on the team? 
who they traded for. Like, we're not talking this is just like a replacement for Michael Froelich. These guys played on the ice at the same time this year. Yeah, so it's not like... He's not a replacement. He's not a really a silver medal. He's just the other guy that you need to sign. Yeah, so, so they signed him, and uh, most people are happy with the term. It's two years. Some people say they overpaid. Personally, it's two years. They they're not going to be in cap trouble because of signing him, no. and, and in two years they can they can let him go. So it's pay him, fine. So they can pay him whatever he wants. So the signing to me is it's fine. fine. It's fine, yeah. right? But I read somebody today that was like, you know what? One of the arguments, you know, is that he wants to be here. Oh. That's that's a good reason to sign the guy. And I just think to myself, I don't know. I guess I could have a bunch of guys that want to be here that got us swept out of the playoffs in four games last year. Um, I'd rather have guys that can help the team win. Well, I, yeah, you'd rather have a guy that can help you win that wants to fuck out the minute the season's over. I don't care. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, he wants to be here. You know why Drew Stafford wants to be here? Because nobody else wanted to sign him. Because if that guy had one sniff of, a, of, a, of, of another team interested in his services... He would not have been signing today for two years. And again, look at it. Again, you super fans out there, just put the bias aside for a second and think about this logically. Think about it if you were thinking about a job offer of your own. So you're a free agent. You're welcome to go anywhere that you want. You earned the right to do that. And all you have to do to legally do it is wait 12 more hours from now and you're welcome to do it, provided, provided that the offers are out there. Yeah. So they've been allowed to entertain offers and speak to people for the last week or so. Yep. It's c- clearly out there that they're that they're doing this. So Drew Stafford and his agent, they know what the lay of the land is here. <laughs> of course they do. And instead of saying, you know what, let's just wait a day or two because there's the Jets aren't moving on. It's not like the Jets are going to be like, this offer's on the table till 12 tomorrow, and then we're, yeah. we're out of here, right? Nope. So they just have to wait. But yet, they decide that, nope, now's the time. Let, let's sign the deal. And to me, it just screams that there wasn't anything better available out there. No, not at all. There wasn't. There wasn't. And that's- we'll never get told that, but there wasn't. And there was no reason to. And I, I you know, like, I... I it, it's you just look at it, and it makes sense because every other UFA is waiting. They're gonna wait. Yes. Yeah. I. And and that's it. And again, it's like the Peluso signing. That guy doesn't get on any other NHL team. No. No. You, Nobody wants that. You guy. make the decision now because you're sitting there, and it's again, it's not that you're motivated to be here. You know, I I like I like Winnipeg all. All, you know, here's actually here's a good example. I hate Edmonton. Yeah. Well, you, you know, lived in Edmonton. I lived in Edmonton, and I hated living there. And I wanted to get out as badly as possible. If my company comes to me tomorrow and they say, you know what, we're going to offer you a two hundred thousand dollar job in Edmonton, I'm going to fucking think about it. And if they up the offer substantially from there, well, yeah, I'll of go. course, I'll go for a period of time. Of course you, know, you would. You know, that's that, you know, all because you're not a dummy. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, he had the best. And you were born here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you've spent your life here. Exactly. He, it, there was no better offer out there. He knew that this, and the market would probably actually shrink. If you look at it, you know, that tomorrow he goes out, 
No one offers him anything or no one offers him substantial. And I say the Jets are like, well, we'll slide this offer off the table. But you never know. If he doesn't sign, the Jets could look at that and go, you know what? I think that uh, you'd be happy to sign for $350,000. Or, you know, $2 million or, or, or $3 million instead yeah. of the four whatever he's because, making. Yeah, so... Very, it was a smart move by Drew Stafford. Yeah. Nobody's showing the interest sign at the contract because it's a probably... It's it's quite a generous offer. Yeah. So, anyways, you you people that are like he wants to be here, you're living in a dream world. This is a business. Everybody's making a business decision about their job. That's oh, yeah. that's what this is. Stop dreaming. Stop romanticizing. There's and, a cap floor, yeah. and the players will get jobs, and they will go where there's jobs. And there's nothing and where there's money being offered. There's nothing wrong with it. This whole process is exactly what the league has set up. Yeah. And and it works. It worked for the Jets. They got the guy that they want. They got him for a good term. Yeah. The team is in fine shape. Stafford's in fine shape. As far as I'm concerned, everybody wins. It's not a bad news story. It's just to add this romance to this this sport where again, we're we're three years removed from, from both sides being like, Fuck it, we, we don't think we're gonna make enough money, so let's just walk away from this, you know. Yeah. For for as long as it takes to figure out our money situation. Money that's coming in from all the fans that they supposedly really care about. Yet we pour our hearts into this stuff. Yeah. And they don't give a shit. No, they don't. They don't. It's a business. And, and well, and yeah, so it's like I I've I've said it before. I mean, in Winnipeg, the 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 um the 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 harsh reality is uh, is do not believe that True North is doing this for your benefit. Um, this team is number six in ticket price in 2014-2015 hockey season. Sixth in the league in average ticket price and continues to pretend that they're a budget team and has tricked you and made you believe that they are a budget team. Um, and, and budget team means, you know, playing close to the you know, mid-range, low, low mid-range, close to the cap. They don't. Floor. They don't go with the NHL cap. They draw their own line, and they yeah, call it an I, internal cap, and it's lower than the NHL cap. But there's nothing wrong with that. I don't fault them for doing that. But let's not pretend that this is a you know, thank you, True North, and uh, for for doing this for us. You are paying a, a a crazy amount of money to watch these games. So you know, act like it, please. So sorry to interrupt. I think we need to move on. Yes, we do because we've been doing this for like twenty minutes, and we're, we're, I can I can feel us losing listeners. We promise, like our, I lose followers. We, we promise ourselves we're like let's keep it to an hour. Yeah, well, you know, get, get we'll talking about the Jets. I wanted to ask you about because in 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 the in the um, in the uh, you know the uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word here. I, I can't. So I'm just going to say. Moving on from our moving, continuing with our subject of, of you know, talking about <laughs> Americans and Canadians, you, in in a stroke of luck, considering our, our topic today, were in uh, at the Peace Gardens this yes. past weekend. How lucky! So what were what the hell were you doing there? I, I did it just for the show. I'm like, oh, if I do this, we'll have something to talk about. Yeah, away so <laughs> I go. Because that's that's a blast from the past. So I had five days off. I took the last couple of days off. Canada days tomorrow. So. Yep. I'd initially looked at doing a bigger trip, and then because that's what I do, right? As Going as, to the states. As soon as I have a string of as days, as you want off, to do. As soon as I have a string of days off, it's immediately looking at sports schedules and concerts yeah. and what can I get to and flights, and nothing turned out for these five. So days. there was no there was no baseball games that you were just dying to no. see. No. So I was like, okay, well I'll do a day trip. And the last few years, I've raised the idea of going to the Peace Gardens, and raised, I mean, like thought to myself, yes. Um, 
And there are two reasons for that. One is because it is 20 minutes away from Boys of Ain, which is where my parents uh, grew up. Yep. And the second one is because for five years when I was in junior high and high school, I went to band camp. You were the coolest guy at school. I went to I, one time at band camp. Yeah. I uh, stuck a trombone in my ass. <laughs> there but, you go. But, uh, well, I didn't. At least. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Anyways. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. So, I so I did the band camp thing. So, I was like, well, you know what? It's a nice Saturday. I'm going to drive out there. Um, nice prairie drive. Sea boys of Ain. The turtle. The go Tommy the turtle still there. Yep. Go to the Peace Gardens, kind of see the Peace Garden. The Peace Gardens are um, they're about uh, three hours from here, south of Boys of Ane, which is really just an hour south of Brandon, basically. Yep. And uh, it's an it's a park that was uh, that's funded jointly by North Dakota and uh, Manitoba, and uh, it is to desig- It's it's about peace between Canada and, and friendship. The so half the half the half the park is in Canada on our side, yep. and the other half is on the American side. And you cross you don't cross the American border. You go past the Canadian Customs Station. You drive in, and you're free to go about the gardens. Yes, and they have a band camp there, mm-hmm. nestled right in there, right in there on the American side. So oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so I I enjoyed band camp, and I went back. Over and over and over and over again. And you were a percussionist, for those who don't know. Yes. And then, uh, in 96, I was intending on going back for one last session. And about two months before the session started, I received a nice piece of mail from (laughs) the camp, signed by the director of the camp, and uh, it said I was not welcome back. That they were refunding my... (laughs) refunding the money that uh, you pay for the camp fees and that I couldn't go back. So this was so, after the, so I remember this, um, but, but you, you had applied, you had, so your parents had paid money yes. for you to go. Yep. And then months later, yep. they made the decision. Yeah. They're like, here's they didn't check. want you cause you're rabble rouser. Yes. You caused, you were bad. So, but here's the you thing. You trouble. Yes. Here's, there's a couple of things that are funny about this and look at that. Okay. Let, like just laying it all out there, right? Yep. I'm thirty. I'm almost thirty-seven years old. Yep. This is twenty. This is nineteen years ago. Yep. That this happened. Okay. You know, I have the benefit of of hindsight, and there's you know things have changed in my life. I did bad shit when I was a kid. I wasn't a little criminal, but I I was talkative and I fucked around a lot and I was goofy and you know I I got in shit. I got in shit in high school and junior high and kicked out of classes and my parents got spoken to and blah 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 right yep okay so and at the time it's like what who me like why me (laughs) why is everyone picking on me right but i mean come on and i mean all the authority figures that i've dealt with like principals like our principal of our high school is now a friend of mine on facebook yep you know and it's just like you know what he he was right like now I'm an adult, I have a job, I have been responsible for managing many, many folks in the same age range as me. Yep. I've gone through the same shit where they get in trouble and they come to me and give excuses and I'm not hearing it and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I get it. You know, I was, I deserved a lot of the shit that I got when I was a kid. This one, though, I'm holding my guns to until I die that it was bullshit and... The main reason, like, there are two. There are two reasons. One is that I, here, here are the things that they cited as, as what was bad that I did. Okay. They had a talent show 
So this, is this in 95? Within 90, yeah, this would be in 95. So this is all kind of predicated they, on things they, that happened the year before. Yeah. So okay. they, have a talent sh- they have a talent night. Yep. And students go up, and you, you sit in the auditorium, and students go up, and they do a talent. And the lame part is that half of them just play their instrument. It's like band camp, Jesus. and then it's like, I'm going to play the flute. And it's like, well, Terrible. that's what you came here for. Like, yeah. juggle. Like, Show dude. us something else. <laughs> you know? yeah. so, so me and some friends of mine came up, and we were, we were and this has to get vetted, by the way, by a counselor beforehand. Yeah. You, have to, you have to audition for a counselor and have them sign off. Okay. So we had sign off. And we came up, and uh, we one guy sang a song, and it was like some countryish song. But we had a bass player and a drummer. Yeah. And then we were like, "Hey, like I used to have crazy hair." So they yeah, were it was like, a "Crazy massive afro." Hair. So they were like, "Let's let's comb it out," and so that was blew- my talent. Yeah. So I sat down, and this guy like rocked out on the drums, and another guy picked my hair, and put it out. Yeah. They made a point at the next session that I was at, of specifically talking about the talent night. And the director was like, combing your hair is not a talent to the whole, all the students, <laughs> which it's not a talent, but it's, it's fun. Like, it's supposed to be a fun thing. It's not like I offended people. It's not like I told racial jokes no. or sexist jokes or pulled down my pants or I had my hair combed. Yep. And this was so offensive. No, sounds- and then he, and then, uh, so he made the comment and I was like, well, that's me. And he saw, like, he saw that I, like, reacted, like, yeah. in the audience. Yeah. And then pulled me out of the session. And after the session, gave me shit and was like, don't fuck around or we're going to send you home. And I was like, okay. So the week went by and nothing else happened. The session ended. I received an outstanding camper award. <laughs> Best. And, like, was, like, brought up to receive this award in front of, like, all the parents and all the faculty at the end of the week. And, uh, yeah. So, so I'm not gonna. I obviously I'm not gonna name names, but old Joe yes. stewed about that for like a year. Yeah, he stewed about it, and then he must have felt so good. First, they he didn't even say after, or or they didn't they didn't they didn't uh, reject your application. I don't know if you apply. I don't know all, all the stuff. I didn't do that. Um, uh, and then and then made a big point, all big and dramatic. Yeah. To to not invite you back. Now the fun part about this story and this about your story of you not you know being asked back is that. You did go back that that summer. I did go with, back with me in tow because you know my brain. Now now I'll go to the okay. So I still feel like I've been wronged. Yep. But then I'm like immediately into dick mode, right? Like what's yep. what's the thing that I can do? And you get this well, the, the other big dick with the, you to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, the camp is the camp is open to the public on certain nights. Yep. For performances. It's just the general public can go. And all you have to do is pay the fee to get in the Peace Garden. And away you go. Yep. So I'm like, let's go to the show. So, so you and me hopped in the car. And we went down. And we went to the show. And we hung out with all the people that I went to camp with. And we heckled and the director we, during yes. the during the during during his time on stage. <laughs> yeah. And then we stayed in a tent. And like a camp. And, well, we, went, we, went, we went on to the... Uh, afterwards, there's a dance. We went to the dance. Oh, shit. Yeah, we did, didn't for, we? For probably about like... Only about 45 minutes. And then... But still. And then, you know, got Pricks. run out. Yeah, like, like little jerks. God damn it. Got run out. Then we got our just desserts because we camped out in Boise Van and got rained on. Like big just time. And we were not soaked. good campers. Yeah, completely soaked out. Yeah. So that kind of sucked. Yeah. And we got... Again, we got what we deserved. But you know what? I'm still glad that we did it. I'm still glad that, you know, I, I, uh, I, you know, I just, my presence there was enough to bother the guy. And I was like, you know what? That's it. That's, 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 
that's all I really need to do. And, and I'll say only one more thing about this is that I, I just, there was a part of me at the time where I was just like, I really hope that one day I come across a story where this guy has embezzled money or, you know, yep. done something dishonest, you yep. know, something to discredit him. Yep. Cause he just seemed like a self-righteous jerk. Yep. And I'll be honest, nothing's come up. He sounds like, honestly, he sounds like a really great guy. He just didn't he sounds, like you. He, he sounds you like, bothered him. Yeah. He sounds like he, he was, he sounds like he was a great professor, a great teacher, a great music yeah. director, charitable, like a, a nice guy, but I still, you know, but you for got, some reason, you, you were he, just a, a he was on his ass. He man. was my enemy and he, yeah. and he took a shot at me and you when he shot and I took a shot back and now, uh, 20 years later, I can go back to, to the camp and and celebrate my time there. I you watched just looked a, around, eh? Watched a little drum line play yeah, and, yeah. And, a, and, a, and a concert band. Nice. Then, and they sounded pretty good. Took a look at the campgrounds, drove back. Missed a hailstorm here. Missed a hailstorm in North Dakota. It was a, it was a Tornado warnings, all that. Nothing out there. It was beautiful no. blue skies. Yeah, we went. It was a, a yeah, nice day. We tried to go camping. Sure, that worked Malo. out. And uh, we knew, we're like, going in, we're like, this is not good. And, uh, you know, you're driving and the black clouds are following you. Now, we're not, we've camped a bit. We're not huge campers. Um, we're trying to be better campers. And so we get out there and literally we got, we sat down. I was like, we're not pitching the tent yet. And uh, we cooked some hot dogs. Started to rain. Lightning. Big thunder. Big lightning. Tornado warnings. Back home. Yep. That's exactly. Uh, you know, we did. We went and watched Inside Out, so that wasn't so bad. So All right. it was pretty, pretty good weekend overall. So I think we are running. Uh, well, we're only thirty minutes. That's not yeah. too bad. Um, I think we got to go right to our our review, though. Oh yeah. And, and uh, mine, I'm gonna right? I'm gonna hand it over to you. This was your pick, so uh, take it away. All right. So after you made me spend an hour and a half watching Blood Diner last week. Oh my god, that was terrible. And I'm I, sorry. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna pick something that I know is gonna be bad, but it's only gonna be at the most twenty five minutes long, right? Yes. So, I, I picked an episode of ALF for us to watch. Oh, God. Now, ALF, I, I assume most people know who ALF is, but just for anyone who may not know what, who ALF is. Yep. For all our, all our 18-year-old listeners. Yes. I'm sure there are many. Yeah. Who just graduated from school and are like, let's celebrate by listening to Mezzanine. Because, yeah, you know, this is right up their alley yes. in terms of content. Yeah. So, ALF uh, was a show uh, debuted in, I think, 87. Mm, 86. 86. Because season four was 89. Yeah. And um, it's a sitcom. It's about this family. And this alien crashes into their garage, basically. And he's this—he's basically this Muppet. He's not a Muppet, but he's... Uh, he's a Muppet. He's, he's not a official Muppet, but he looks like a yeah, Muppet. Yeah, he's a, he's a Muppet, right? And he's an alien, and they have to hide him from things, and... He has to understand our culture. He can speak English, and he can make jokes, and he can play the saxophone. But he he also likes to eat cats, as we'll talk about in the stupid episode that we watched. Yeah. You know what? And you know what? I thought about this. This is a gold premise. This sounds like right now when you're talking to me, and I watched Alf back in the day. I'm going to take off that hat for a second. If you, you pitch that to me now, I'd be like, this sounds like the greatest show ever. <laughs> and 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 you know, and uh, I, I remember having having um, fond memories of Alf, but my God, this was terrible. This this show, I mean, Alf is a big deal. And for example, uh, like you could buy Alf dolls. I, I had, an, had Alf an Alf doll. Alf dolls were everywhere. Yep. Um, if you watch WrestleMania three, which was in the Pontiac Silverdome in Detroit, 
if you look up in the rafters during some of the matches, there's big ass advertisement for Alf. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the, like the show, right? So this this was you know he uh, he crashed. Now here's something that I really enjoy, and I like to think about this. Okay. Yep. The family that he that he shacks up with are called the Tanners. Yes. Which kind of makes me think that maybe they're related to the Tanners from Full House. They might be. You know that some that, like just a cousin maybe. Exactly. But uh, anyway, so we had the Tanners that take in this alien, and there's all sorts of antics, and Alf is obnoxious, and he, he on his home planet, they eat cats. Cats are like cheeseburgers there. So yes. they have a cat, and Alf just wants to eat it. He wants to eat Lucky all the time. Yeah. So, He's all obsessed with Lucky. So anyways, that's, <clears throat> that's the show. And uh, just a little audio surprise for you. Excellent. So when Alf first started, uh, they had... This theme music for the show. Lots of bass. That's some fat ass bass right there. And we got some we got piano and there's yep. Alf has got a video camera and it was a good opening of the first season, or yeah. I think it was just for one season. That was a good that was a an innovative, um, different kind of TV opening that you wouldn't see back then. So then Time passes, right? Yeah. The 80s want to evolve. Yes. And so we get to the fourth season, and they decide that they need to modernize the show's intro. So we get this thing. <laughs> Saxophone. It's like... It's like... I don't even know. It's like the late night drama version of Alf. Yeah, it's like it's like a, an Alf crime series. It, it actually feels like like closing credits. Like this would be the closing credits, but and the the title opening sequence has like Alf playing guitar and saxophone and uh, and electric guitar, and he's got like a headband on during the opening yeah. sequence. And then the very end, he's playing saxophone, and the whole family's just sitting around yucking it up like it's the fucking funniest thing in the world. But anyways. Good old Alf. Uh, you know what's funny about this episode um, is that <laughs> um, you told me, okay, we're going to watch uh, Alpha, uh, and it's uh, season four, episode nine. So I go on YouTube, and I find it, and I start watching it. And you told me, you know, it's the one, it's, the, it's, it's, you told me what the episode's about. And uh, it, it's, it's titled uh, Live and Let Die. So it's about the cat dying. And I, I won't go, we'll go, we'll get into it. So I'm watching this, and I'm really confused. Because the whole thing, I'm, I watched nine minutes of Alf and a ventriloquist dummy. I had no idea, <laughs> and then finally it, I clued in. I'm like, this, this isn't, this is the wrong show. So I watched nine minutes of some other Alf show about. It was terrible. It was really, really bad. Like, was it another episode? Or it was, was a, it a different, whole different show. It was a different Alf episode from like two years earlier. Oh, great! About where he buys a ventriloquist dummy, and the shenanigans that ensue. So not only did I find this episode hard to watch i had to basically watch it one and a half times because i had to watch some other alf episodes so keep that in mind i i did not take a lot of notes so here's what happened with this show so alf for i guess three seasons and eight episodes has been chasing this cat around the house and the lucky. cat's name is lucky right so at the start of this episode um there's shenanigans with alf blowing up eggs in the microwave and getting in crap for it and Willie Tanner, the dad, walks in and he's got sad news. And the sad news is that he's found Lucky outside and Lucky has died. And Lucky has died of natural causes. Alf didn't kill him and eat him. He's found the cat and the cat is dead. Yes. Right? 33 seconds in, and this includes the credits, is Alf's first joke about the dead cat. 
Oh, he goes nuts, man. He all he wants to do is eat this cat, this dead cat. Yeah. He's he sees this as an opportunity. So now he just wants to eat a dead cat. And I I mean I didn't even list all the jokes because basically I just said like he just he just jokes and jokes and jokes about eating cats. I was tallying them up. I got to 20 jokes and then I just gave up <laughs> on this episode and I thought yeah. to myself like I was tired of it 2 minutes in. I was like, "Okay, we get it. He wants to eat the fucking cat." Like and I was just like, this is four seasons in and eight episodes. We're on the ninth episode of the fourth season. So just imagine how many, like, eat the cat jokes we've had oh, to deal constant. with. constant. And it was constant here. And they did the funeral. And he's peeking in the box, trying to eat the dead cat. Yeah. Which, you know. It, he smells it. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. Um, he, Brian is the boy. The, the, the Tanners the are a family of four. Yeah. And the dad and the mom. There's Lynn, who I wrote here, and I I gotta say it, still like again twenty years later, twenty not even almost twenty five years later, right? Yeah. Still foin. Like <laughs> when we were kids, it was like yeah. Oh yeah, pretty, no Lynn. Pretty, when we were kids, pretty, absolutely. You know, and and now looking back, it's like no, like you know, with time, Team it's like style, yeah. yeah. Now again, like yeah, like I think of it as like my twelve year old self looking at. Well, it. yeah, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Just to clarify, good cover on that one. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, they but Brian the the boy is like sad, and Alf makes fun of him. I know Alf is like, yeah, good eulogy. Like the kid doesn't want to talk, and Alf he's sad about the cat, and 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 Alf just shits on him, and then and then Brian goes inside because he's sad, and Alf's like, you're a bunch of funeral poopers. <laughs> this like, yeah, the the beloved cat dies, and Alf's there cracking wise, and it's just like okay, like he is from a different planet, and he's learning. Our culture, I guess, but it's been like four years, and he can clearly speak English and understand everything going on around him. It's like fuck the alien, just call whoever you need to call and get him shipped away. Like, why? Why does this family have this love for this jerk alien? It's funny. It's funny though because I, I thought I felt a little differently sometimes. I think that some, in some ways, they, that he, that he's got a raw deal. They don't even call him by his fucking name. His name's Gordon Shumway. <laughs> His name's Gordon. It's not hard. It's not like it's like some unpronounceable, like, alien, you know, dialect that they can't figure out. His name's Gordon Shumway. They can't just start calling him Gordon when he tells them it's his name. No, they're going to call him Alf. Which stands for alien life form. Terrible. That's what they, that's what they gave him. The fact, name. I mean, it, I get it. He has to hide out. He's got a raw deal. It's pretty bad. They can't even call him by his name. Yeah. So they go with a joke that's kind of like, <laughs> if this was done today on a, a show, you could still do it. But it's starting to step up to the borderline where Alf is, he's uh, upset because he's supposed to want to eat this cat. Yep. So he tells the mom, what's the mom's name? I don't know, Kate? Kate. I'm going to guess. Something like that. I think it's Kate. Let's just, I'm guessing it's Kate. I'm going to look. Pull pull up that that Wikipedia entry. Kate. Kate Tanner. Of course it's Kate Tanner. Yeah. He tells Kate. Melmachians, that's his planet. Melmachians who didn't eat cats were considered sissies. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, so the the cat's dead. The kid is sad. The family sits, sits around the table. And uh, they're about to go to church. And they're talking about we should get another cat. We should get another dog, you know. Alf makes a joke that dogs are going to compete with him for table scraps. And he's sitting at the table eating breakfast with them. So yeah, I don't get that make one. Any sense. But anyways, they, they reveal that, oh, we can, you know, Willie's got the classifieds. He's like, look at all these cats. We'll have to talk about this after church. So the family leaves for church and leaves Alf behind. Now, somehow, 
Alf manages, while they're at church, to go to the classifieds, make a call, and get a box of kittens brought over to his place. Which he must accept. Like, did they leave him on the doorstep? Like, were they free? The big were thing. They... The big thing with Alf was that no one knew that Alf existed. That was the whole point: is that Alf had to hide when other people were in the house, yes. or else he'd be taken away. Yeah. So, how does Alf get a box of cats delivered to the house? How does he pay for it? Or maybe they were free. no, they were free. They were free okay, cats. They were free. But, but still. still. Yeah. All while they're at church. I, that's the transaction of the cats, Alf. I'm and not you, sure. Well, else. actually, the transaction of the cats would be an interesting scene. I don't know why it wasn't included. Probably because there's a lot of shit in this, in this episode that didn't need to be included. Now, this leads to... There's, I said that I hated all the cat jokes. There was one scene that made me legitimately laugh. And that's that when they first introduced that he's got these cats, he's holding the cat, and there's a big loaf of bread sitting in front of him like a piece of subway bread yep. and mustard <laughs> like he's <laughs> not that he's thinking of putting the cat in <laughs> eating him a like sandwich. a sandwich like uh, alive like eating him alive in a sandwich that was fantastic yeah. so that that made me laugh that was good yep anyways I've, good sight I, gag I, yeah any, anything that I've missed that you noted yeah to her no not really um I, for me this was and uh, this I don't think this um I, I can probably say it here. Um, the the episode is clearly them trying to move away from Alf eating cats. Uh, I did a little bit of reading. <laughs> they got three and a half seasons know, out but, of it, but, right? But I did a little reading, and it's and and and, and it, I, I found that like the, the network didn't like the fact that he ate cats. They didn't <laughs> like it, so they let it go for three seasons, and then we're like, we got to put an end to this. You got to you got to make them like cats. I'm, I, this is spoiler alert, obviously, for yep. spoiling the next you know five minutes oh, sorry, of the podcast. Every, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, everyone. That, you know, it, you know, stop listening for the next five minutes. But anyway, and and so they it was it was interesting that they that this kind of just they 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 wrote it out in this way because um, why wouldn't you have done this earlier? They let this thing go on and on and on. It just seemed like this seemed like an, a, a season one kind of storyline. I don't know. It kind of feels to me like there was probably a battle between like the show's producers and and the network executives. There was. Like, they I'm were reading about it at the yeah. table, and this probably came up like I bet you this came up a dozen times. Right? It's like you know if if they had a documentary on it, they'd have the executive producer, and he'd be like, you know, one of the things is just that we had to go to the table on the cat thing, like. Four times a year, and it was just it was yeah. Well, it was apparently hard. a kid. I, I fought for the cats. Apparently, a kid tried to put a cat in a microwave, like for real. <laughs> of course, and did. like there was clearly battles. Absolutely, it's just it's just it seems like one of those things you just wrap it up early. Then it's like a but no, they based the whole show on well, they were like eat cats. Yeah, well, look at all the jokes, right? It's like if we take away that he that he uh, likes cats, like if that's gone, th- this show has twenty five percent of the jokes left. Well, yeah. So I can't imagine how the rest of the episodes went. So the dad, uh, they they catch Alf with the cats, and they take the cats away from him. It's a box of kittens. So now they have to give away the kittens. Yes. Right. So they're in the garage, about to give away this kitten, and this this little bitch daughter walks in with his with her dad. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean like she's like she's written as a bitch. She's like. She says, "Oh, forgive my dad. He works with his hands." And like, it's just like <laughs> yeah, some it was stuck kind up... of a weird character. Yeah, it was like some stuck-up, like prissy daughter. And I mean, like a probably like twelve. 
Yeah. And and this dad. And the dad's just putting up with her. He's being all downtrodden all, and all sad. He's like, oh, I'm fumbling around. And and the daughter's like, oh, my dad's such an asshole. Basically. But I, which and, was weird. You know, it was a weird kind of character to insert for like one minute of screen time. Yeah. I, so for whatever reason. And uh, anyways, they still. Uh, anyways, they start. They give away the cats. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, there was a couple of quick points. Nothing really to the plot. But. Uh, Alf is always wearing a shirt or a sweater in the yeah, Usually season. like a Hawaiian shirt. And But like when you bought the Alf doll, he didn't have a shirt on. No. And there's a lot of sequences, I'm sure, in the show and in the cartoon. There was an Alf cartoon where, yeah, Alf, where, just, was, where Alf is just... He's furry. Gordon Shumway. He's, he's Gordon just, Shumway on Melmac in the cartoon. But he's just... But he's just... He's not wearing clothes. Is he not? I don't remember that. But on this show, I just thought to myself, like, that's another one where I bet you the network is like, you know what... The the Muppet needs to put a shirt on. He's he's naked. Yeah. He can't be naked. Uh, another one, a very short thing, is that Alf is having a conversation with Eric the baby. So they had a baby, this I guess, in the season before, which is clearly a sign that a show is in a decline when they write a baby into the yes in, into the show. But anyways, uh, it, it really I got I got like almost nothing left. Lynn brings her friend Joni over, and Joni's getting over a breakup of a week. Where yes. she's got a tattoo of the the guy that she broke up with. She's going to group to talk about him. She's clearly messed up and wants a cat. Yep. And then uh, they tell her, oh, actually the cat's gone or or whatever, right? So whatever that's all. Well, the about. cat goes missing. They they they're gonna give her the cat, and Willie, the dad, is like, yeah, I'll go get him, and he goes to get the cat because there's one cat left. It's the runt. Yeah. And um, what we've seen previously though is that Alf has become quite taken with the cat. Is that he really has connected with the cat, and he really he doesn't want to eat the cat. He is like any you know um, decent human being. He you know he's, he's he he's, loves the cat. He loves the cat. He he's wants to pat the cat. The cat's really cute. The cat's sitting there like licking itself, and you know it's it's really cute. It's you know so Willie goes into the kitchen, and he comes back out, and he's muttering about you know. Alf told him, I remember now, Alf doesn't want the cat to be given away, so he lies to Willie. He tells says him he ate it. That he ate the cat. Yeah, but he's keeping it secretly. So Willie comes in and he's muttering about Alf and he almost blows Alf's cover. But the girl who they're going to give the cat to is such a dummy, she doesn't pick up on it. And, you know, doesn't note just how much of an arsehole Willie sounds like. Like he's talking about the cat in, a, in an awful way. And, you know, yeah, we'll fast forward. She, she leaves. And then... Willie tells Lynn, and they're both super mad at Alf. They're oh, like, they're really upset. That with little Alf. asshole. It's disgusting. Lynn looks. Lynn almost barfs. Yes. So they go into the garage, and Alf has a kitten hidden under a box, and they're giving Alf shit. And then the box moves across the table, and they're like, "What's this?" And they pick it up, and there's the cat. And Lynn immediately says, "I knew you couldn't eat him," even though she just like, spent the last like two yeah. minutes like giving him crap and almost barfing. Yeah. So, but then she's like, "I knew it, Alf." I knew it all along. Lies. Uh, but anyways, and so Alf admits that he loves cats, and then they decide to keep the cat. And then Alf is... is there's a scene at the very end where Alf is uh, is sitting outside, and he's holding this cat, and the yep. cat's facing the camera, yep. and the cat is clearly scared shitless. It's yeah, like, I know, I know. It's like meowing, like just... Wanting to get away, struggling. Get away. Yeah, he's struggling. too little, he's a kitten. Yeah, but but Alf has just got a, a grip on him. And he has a conversation with Brian, who he calls B, for whatever reason. Because we're in 1989, right? Yeah, so, oh yeah. So he's like, hey, whatever, B, to, to, to <laughs> Brian, right? 
Anyways, he calls Brian B, and then I just wrote, this This show sucks. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was a uh, terrible, terrible show. Not funny. And, um, you know, it's a show that was recorded not in front of a live studio audience, but it's got the laugh track, so it's com- the laugh track is worse than it usually would be. There you go. Just playing some closing music. Why not? Um, the, 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 they, because of the, they had all these trap doors and stuff they, for, for, the, for the, uh, the, the puppeteers. They, they had to shoot this um, without an audience, so the laugh track is so canned, it's beyond ridiculous, and it just makes it even worse. So bad, bad show. Um, we got we to gotta come up with something better for next time. We really do. Because the last two have been terrible. Well, and I picked this one, so it's over to you. So you got it. You got it. I got some. I'll, I'll cook something up. But where we have hit, I think, home runs, and my favorite part of the show so far has been the Torsion Center list. The Torsion Center list, and this was my pick. And this, this week was yours, so now I'm going to pass it over to you. Perfect. To take us through the list, and, and I guess you get to start this week. I will start this week. Now, we, we uh, originally, last week we did um, uh, really bad songs by great artists, by awesome artists, and it was a good one. Um, and we thought, well, let's let's flip the script a little. Let's do really, really good songs by bad artists. And I, I, I kind of paused at that because I thought, well, then I got to, you know, talk about how somebody is a terrible artist. And, um, you know, then it's like, is this really a great song? So I thought, let's do guilty pleasures because then we can just admit if it's a bad song and just say, well, I know it's a bad song, but I like it. So um, for me... We have five guilty pleasures. So we've each picked five. We've each picked five. Mine are not in any discernible order, right? though there are a couple that are worse than the others. And I have them queued up to go here, but you haven't told me them. You've listed them guilty pleasure, one, two, three, four, five. So I yes. feel like I'm on a game show. You are. And, and I've got the covering on, and I'm about to just Yeah, you're reveal. about to pull it up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I, I will I will reveal you know the, 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 the song, and then you can play it for a bit, and then I can chat about it. These are songs that I actually like. And this is what's so bad about this. And this is a little embarrassing for some of them, and for most of them, I guess. These aren't songs that I own because I used to like them when I was a kid, or I have fond memories of something because of them. Well, maybe one of them. Um, these are like songs that, as an adult, I have sought out and that I enjoy listening to. And, and like a few of them I like, like right now, and I like listening to them. Okay. And I've, like, I'm, be- I'm going to. This is a place of no judgment. Um. Well, well, you will in judge the, in this room. Yeah, maybe You're <laughs> you might. Uh, you might. You might judge. So, um, in 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 all honesty, my iTunes match today was pretty messed up. So, um, you know, it might be a little bit incomplete. There's probably a couple of even worse songs that I like that aren't on here, but um, there's other songs that I like that I could be mocked for liking. But uh, we're gonna kick it off. Yep. And uh, um, <laughs> we're gonna kick it off with a bang. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> Katy Perry. Uh huh. Birthday. Oh, so, my goodness. <laughs> you right. Now, this is the Cash Cash remix. <laughs> you can't see my face right now. Out it's, there. it's bad. I And my face is red with with um, embarrassment. Now, for I'm not embarrassed to say that I enjoy some of Katy Perry's music. I, I'm not. I, I think some of it's not bad. I think the Daisy Duke song is kind of catchy. It's pretty good. <laughs> Daisy Duke. But this song, this song, and I will admit, is scraping the bottom of the pop barrel. It's it's bad. It's um, the the lyrics are terrible. So if you want to punish yourself for lyrics, um, this is bad. Um, I mostly like this because it's a little bit of a saucy remix that I like. It's got a part in it uh, at about the one minute mark where it's, it, it, there's a there's a break and then it kind of it kind of builds up to like a reverse crescendo part that I really like. Um, I, I like, the, I found, Oh, here we go. Hold on here. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. 
I think it's right here. Yeah, just wait for it. Here you go. Oh, no, no, hang on. We're just, building up everyone. They're on the dance floor. There you go. Oh, so, I, again. Just so you know everybody. He, he just conducted that part. I conducted that part. I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm a little... You would never caught me doing this kind of thing when I was younger. I would be way too embarrassed and way too ashamed. I, I have no shame anymore. Um, I, I did. Uh, I, I did, I do like the song, and I. Uh, that's why it's a guilty pleasure. I, I can't. <laughs> I want to just rag on you, but I have to do mine. So I have to do my songs after. So I just can't. Well, I no, can't. and you shouldn't because this is guilty pleasures. Yeah. We're supposed to just say yeah, I. I, Sounds, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to sell this to people that it's a good song. I'm really not. I like it for partly inexplicable reasons, and. Um, the next one is a little more, um, I can explain this one a little better. Uh-huh. Um, I have a four-year-old, and now this isn't a kid's song, per se. Um, but um, we, of course, like any, um, any kid, have watched a lot of Disney. And, um, and no, this is not a Disney song, like not a, a musical song. So it's not a Frozen song? No, it's not from Frozen. No, though, though there's, some, there's some fucking banging tunes on the Frozen uh-huh. soundtrack. Um, in Cars, the, the, the first Cars movie. Uh-huh. Um, there is a scene where Lightning McQueen gets in his um, in his in his trailer. His name is Mac in his semi trailer, where he tra- his his where he his, gets transported from wherever they are in the first race all the way to Los Angeles, I believe. Though don't get me started on how Los Angeles can exist in a world of just cars, but you know that's a whole other well, thing. Well, Los Angeles is a world of just cars, basically. Well, yeah, but you know what I you know what anyways. I mean. anyway. So <laughs> there is a song that plays, and it is. <laughs> Oh, by the band Rascal Flats, and it's a cover of Tom Cochran's Life is a Highway. Oh, God. So go for it. I've heard this one before. I've heard this, and I'm, I've said things. I don't know what, but... Oh, I'm sure you don't like it. But I like it. And um, I don't have a lot to say about it, to be quite honest with you. I mean, you know what's funny, though? Because I really shouldn't shit on it. Because I like the original song. I like Life is a Highway. Yeah, it's I not a bad it. song. I liked it when I was younger. I don't, I don't sit there and be like, God damn, I have to just la- yep. let the radio stay on because I got to hear the rest of Life is a Highway yep. when it plays. But I don't think it's a bad song. And really, this isn't, this isn't really a bastardized version of it. It's basically the same thing, a little more country, but it's the yeah. same song. It's a little more country. What I like about it, I do actually like it. I like it more than the original. And I, I just... They, there's some vocal harmonies that are really good for oh, a country band like that here. I like. Not here. It's later on. I'm not going to make every, you guys listen to all this because it's, it, it, I wouldn't. But there's a lot of fucking twang. And uh, I'm not a big um, country fan at all. <laughs> so it, it falls under guilty pleasures. And I hate the harmonica in the right. original. So there's, yeah. it, it, this is straight up kind of rock and guitar solo so i like it a little better um this one was a little bit of a reach for me i was looking for that final one that was kind of would be a little bit embarrassing and i kind of had to throw in one that was you know my reasoning was we listen to this a whole shit ton Um, my son moves from song to song pretty quick right now his favorite song is turtle power by partners in crime (laughs) from the ninja turtle soundtrack it's terrible (laughs) and when you hear it a million times it's a good song it's so bad um someone played that on uh, ckuw at the radio station 
here in Winnipeg during during the Garage Land uh, weekend. I turn on the radio and Turtle Power is playing. Well, in the last couple of days, I have now relearned all the lyrics all right. because he loves it. It's stories about the Ninja Turtles, and he's all into Ninja Turtles. Um, the next one is something you'll probably concur with. I, I, I'm I'm I, I'm pretty sure that you'll concur that this is kind of a guilty pleasure, at least for you in some way. All right, and this is Limp Biscuit, my way. Oh God. Yep. <laughs> Uh, the opening doesn't really get to it. Uh, if you if you want to listen to it, go listen to it. Um, oh, here we go. Oh no, no, not yet. Here we go. There's Fred Durst and Old Glory. And I'll, I'll talk until we get to the chorus because the chorus is where it really yeah. hits. And, and and this is the basis for the greatest wrestling pro, uh, promo package of all time, which is Rock versus Austin WrestleMania X7. Yeah. With the build up and they show the backstory of what happened. Um, Limp Bizkit fucking sucks. They suck. They're terrible. They're one of the worst bands. They're an embarrassing act. They're terrible, but they have one song that's halfway decent, and I will admit it's not a very good song at all, but it's it's not too bad. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah! Alright, you know what? Like, it's a bad song. It's a bad song, but, but... But anyways. And I said I didn't want to go with memories that, that get it, but I, I kind of veered off a little bit from that because it's just... Here's, at least I was an adult when here's, I kind of Here's what you need to do, everybody. This is nice. This is really nice and easy, especially if you're a wrestling fan. Go grab the DVD or find it on YouTube or on the WWE Network, WrestleMania X7. Just watch it. They, the, the song is the song for the show. Yep. And it's really not the song. It's the fact that the song is associated with what is, in my opinion, the greatest mainstream wrestling show that ever happened. Yeah. And the, promos, and the main event. The, the main event, all the, the vignettes. Even the cl- the opening and closing for the show with all the matches had this song in the background. Yes. It's it's just it's fabulous. That, and that and you know it kind of clouds you a little bit. I think in this way I was a little bit clouded, but I can listen to this song. Yep. It's the only Limp Bizkit song I can even stomach for more than you know a few minutes and I I I probably I loathe them so much that you know um I can't believe that I like one of their songs. And now it's been pretty bad. Uh-huh. Scalary. It's been pretty bad. But now we get to the true garbage. <laughs> the really, really guilty stuff. And uh, my fourth one here is... is is. Should uh, I just play it? J- yeah, just play it. I'm just going to play it. Just play it. Because I don't know what this is. Just play it. So it almost feels like a fun way. Okay, here we go. Just play it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry this is being played on the sleepover. With a dream, my cardigan. Welcome to the land of fame, access. Whoa. Am I gonna fit in? Jumped in the cab, here I am for the first time. Right. Look to my right this is Miley Cyrus. This is like when you're like, ah, oh God, it's just like I can't even, I can't even relate to a situation where you could possibly like be sitting there enjoying it. I, I again, the mind, the brain works in mysterious ways. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'm serious. I have no idea. Um, this is... I think I saw one of those sign language videos where someone was signing the lyrics to this. Yeah. You know, you probably... Like 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 six years ago. And I was like, oh, okay. And I kind of got into it. And I hear it. And I'm like, all right. Well, 
you know, it's, 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 and then it slowly got to be where it's like, I hear it and I'm like, I don't skip it. I listen to the whole thing. I kind of move a little bit. I'm like, I, it's, it's inexplicable. There's nothing interesting. There's nothing cool about this song. It's bad. And I, you know what? But I, I, again, I can't, I can't help it. And I can't go after you so much because I have got to play mine still. So, Jesus. And I, I know yours isn't going to be as bad. Um, but uh, this song does name check both Britney Spears and Jay-Z. It's a fucking abomination. And I'm sorry. Now, it does get worse. And recently <laughs> there's a song. Um, and I'll give backstory before. And then you can go into it. Yeah. Um, it's like a song that I just kind of heard uh, a few weeks ago. And I was reading an article about country music. And um, this video was embedded in the article. And I was like, I'm just going to, what? This is going to be terrible. And I listened to it. And this is going to be another one where you're like, I can't believe, like, there's nothing that I could possibly, there's no reason why I think that you would even like this. You won't even know what it is, so I'm just going to say who it is. It's a, it's, 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 a, it's a group called Florida Georgia Line. I know the group. And it's a song called Cruise. Uh-huh. So you can play it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Baby, you a song, you make me wanna roll my windows down and cruise. God, what happened to you? I don't know. You know, it's funny because I, I, I sometimes when I listen to this and I'm listening to it, I'm kind of, I'm like, oh, I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm kind of turning into my cousin Glenny. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, like, I really like, feel like it. You, right now, would be just, like, the fucking king of the next social that you go to. I agreed. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's disconcerting. I told my wife about it, and she just looked at me in the same way you looked at me. It was like, what? What? Really? And I was like, I don't know what it is. This is a, um, this is, this, this group is part of, like, this, um, like, the dirt worst of any country subgenre. It's called uh-huh. bro country. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's terrible. And I've listened to some other stuff, and I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know what it is. I, I can't help it. I guess you're a bro. I'm, I'm, I like bro country. There is a remix of this song featuring Nelly, if you can believe it. They do a remix with Nelly. It's this new country thing. I wish I had never clicked on it because it got into my brain like a fucking worm. And it just like shit all over the place. And yeah, I don't know. And you know what? Maybe in, hopefully in like a few months, I'll be like way over it. And it'll just be like, yeah, okay. I do like good music i'm serious guys <laughs> i'm serious I, this is guilty pleasures for a reason and um I, I feel quite courageous that i went through this uh experience with everybody to tell you just what kind of shit music i do like i don't like a lot of shit music but this is some of the shit music that i like all right so now it's my turn yep and uh no judgment i try not to take too many liberties with you i have to say before i play my list i was telling you i, I posted this yesterday because I was looking up, uh, I was cataloging records, and I was in the G's, so I was going through Genesis. Yep. When you catalog on uh, catalog songs on Discogs, it'll show like, oh, here's some other records by the artist, right? Yep. So I'm doing Genesis, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you can get a seven-inch record of uh, Genesis, I Can't Dance, the sex mix. Ah, <laughs> yes, I've been waiting all day to hear this. And I'm like, what the fuck would the sex mix of I Can't Dance be? It's horrifying. Because nothing about the song screams sex. Nothing about anybody in that band screams sex, to be quite honest with you. But this is what the sex mix is. <laughs> I wonder who named it the sex mix. I'm, was it the Phil. producer, or was it Phil himself? I won't go too long, but like... Well, no. Oh, I don't know. 
what to say. It's, 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 oh. Oh, well, this is, this doesn't scream sex. This is 1992, everyone. Phil, Phil will start, you know, you, you start right away and then I'll, then I'll spare you. You gotta hear Phil, because if there's a, he's Here got a go. sexy voice. It's just what he sang in the song, right? But with like a harder backbeat. Yeah. Anyway, way to go, bud. So I play that for you because yeah, I, you know, I I listened to this. Well, I listened yesterday and found the song and was like, "What is this?" I wouldn't call that. That wouldn't be one of your guilty but, pleasures. But I don't know how much pleasure you can get out of that sex mix? But here's the other thing: is that okay? So this is my thoughts behind it. Same as like. I like a lot of bad music. Yep. I, I like a lot of good music. Yeah. I'm proud of my taste in music. Yep. Uh, and I think I like I like a lot of great stuff, and I pride myself on that. But a lot of the stuff I like is bad because I go through phases, and it's not like I listen to it, and then I'm like, you know, 10 years later, I'm like, oh, that sucked. But usually what I like at one point in time is something I'm just going to always like. Yep. Even if I'm not proud to admit it. Yes. So there was a phase where I listened to, like, a lot of, like, house music from Britain. Yes, you did. A lot of it's bad. A lot, some of it's good. Yeah, a lot of it's I will, really. I will concur with. A that. lot of it's really bad, right? Um, I listen to. I listen like you know Genesis for a lot of people. They would put that or Phil Collins. They put that as a guilty pleasure. They would. They're, that's a lot yeah, of people no, would be like, oh, you know. Um, it was like a, a a different world for me when I went to university. And I was like, oh, I listen to Phil Collins, and people were like, Phil Collins is awesome. I'm like, yes, yeah, my people, right? So. Anyways, so there's a lot of stuff that I listen to that I'm sure a lot of yeah, people... You were like a Genesis be- fan yeah. when you were a kid. Yeah. And when you were a teenager. Yeah. So you were hardcore. Yeah. So people out there, you know, there's a lot that you'll hear and be like, that's not a guilty pleasure? Well, for you it would be, but for me it's just like, no, that's that's what I like. But I, I did find five here that, you know, yeah. So let's get started. So, uh... These are all actually uh, older songs, uh, not very old. There are f- um, one from the 2000s, one from a couple of 90s songs, and then uh, something from the 70s. So, we'll just start with this one. This is, this is Fastball. I like Fastball. I don't like Fastball. I like this song. I like this song a lot. It's a good song. I like this song a lot. Like It's way better than their other songs. When I, when I am listening to my mix, and I have a mix on my iPod that's just my four or five star tunes. Yeah. And there's like 800 on them, and I'll usually, that's the one I play the most, is my go-to. Yeah. And after listening to it for a while, there's some songs on there that I'll just, oh, I'm going to skip this one. Yeah. I never skip Fire Escape. No, it's a I good never song. skip Fire Escape. Oh, yeah, I like this song. It's I a, concur. So anyways, um, yeah, the way, ugh. but I bought this album because of the song. Yeah, the album, I heard it a long time ago. Yeah. It's not very really good. So anyways, that's number one. There you go. Fader out, bud. Yeah. There you go. All right. Fastball. Fastball, Fire Escape. Number two. You may feel the same way about this song. You heard this one? Oh, yeah. So this is Pilot. Did you hide it? P-I-L-A-T-E. Yeah, well, they changed, and they changed their name. They were they, they ended up being something else. They changed their name from Pilot to some other... Listen to his, like, little whiny poor voice. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was, uh, what's it, 2003, 2002? Mm, somewhere in, in there. In that area, yeah. Yeah, I, I briefly liked this song. I bought the album, I, and it was fucking horrible. I still like this song. Yeah, I, this would be a skip one for me. He's saying tear your walls down, by the way. I'm gonna tear <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, you know what? This is a song... Yeah, I, I have this song in my library. I'd skip it almost every time, so... No, I play it every fucking time. All right. Uh, now it gets, I think, a little worse. And again, you're, you're going to know this. I don't know if you're going to approve of this one, though. All right. The other ones I think you're going to approve of, actually. But this one you may not. Okay. So, um, I said I was into, like, British, like, house and... Yep. But I was also into British pop music. I was listening to a lot of uh, BBC. Around 2000... Um, and it was in preparation, like I listened, I, I, I discovered, you know, that, oh, you could stream any radio station you want off the yes. internet, right? So I plugged the, the computer, which was in another room, through the wall, into my stereo, which was in my bedroom, and when I'd sleep at night, I listened to music. So I'd play BBC One or XFM or, you know, stuff from overseas. Yep. And, uh... There's a lot of bad stuff on those charts. Like, there's just a lot. Oh, Brit Britain is ridiculous. Yeah. But anyways, uh, one that I love. I love this album. It's awesome. And I love this song. And I don't apologize for it. And I would see a live performance of it in a second. So this is Robbie Williams. Oh God, yeah, this. this okay, good. I get to I get to side eye you now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get Robbie Williams, man. I don't understand. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh my God. Good. I'm glad. I feel. I don't feel so bad. We'll get to the chorus in a second here, but it's just I don't know. It's like it's like the whole George Michael Wham thing, but like so much worse. Yeah, yeah Rob, it's 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 embarrassing. Here we go. Sorry, kids, we got no reply. So hopeful. Listen. How could you not want to go do something good after hearing that line? I just like that you are not infallible. This that this, there is that you do like shit. This album, just like the rest of this us. album. There's a there's a great duet that he does with Kylie Minogue. Oh my god. There's Which rock. album is this? This is uh, Sing When You're Winning. Which there's, What other song is Rock on that? DJ. Oh, Rock DJ. God Where damn it. Where he raps. Basically. Oh <laughs> Robbie Williams is an embarrassment. So anyways, yeah, Robbie so Williams. I would like to just touch on, because uh, this wouldn't be the, uh, the mezzanine sleepover if we didn't go off on tangents that get us way over an hour. I, I did concur with you when, you when you when you mentioned listening to BBC Radio streaming it. It just brought me right back. Because I used to, every day... Like, listen to Steve yeah. Lamock. I couldn't remember who it was, and I had to look him up, but I fucking love that guy. So, oh, yeah? good stuff. I, I just remember I that. who that is. It was one of the DJs. Oh, okay. One of the DJs. Playing, I just, playing what? Oh, probably Alt-Rock. Uh, most a, likely. I don't have the song here, and I should have played this one, but there's a song by Ronan Keating called Life is a Roller Coaster. Oh, oh it my sound, God. It sounds terrible already. Oh, oh it's, a, it's a bad song. Okay. It's a bad... I won't Robbie play Robbie Williams, so look, good. You look, get... Look up Ronan... I was gonna like... I was like, I'm gonna go with one that more people will know. Yeah. Look up Life is a Roller Coaster. Just listen okay. to it and puke. Okay, good. All right, we'll here puke. we go. And this one... This one is a guilty pleasure, but it's gonna get massive approval from you. I know okay, it. Okay, good. Let's do it. 
Come on. You know what this is. Yeah, I know what this is. I'm just trying to, I'm just, my brain is, is working. I, I know this song. I'm just trying to place it. Oh, yes. Well, it's Spice It took me a, it took me a minute. Mm-hmm. Fucking Spice Girls. Yeah, that's, that's a, that I would qualify as a, I guess a guilty pleasure. Yeah. So let's talk about Spice Girls for a second. Well, yeah. I mean, Spice Girls were the shit. Spice Girls, we all had debates over which ones we liked. Oh, yes. You most people were uh, sporty. Were they? Because I like Mel C, right? Sporty. Oh, I love I, Mel C was number one. Yeah, that's sporty. Yeah, it was. I, I always thought that people liked that uh, baby uh, more than did they? Than sporty. Well, anyways, I like sporty had the track pants and the and the and the, and the tank tops. I like the and least hot ponytail. The least talented one, which was posh. Oh God, <laughs> that was posh. Who I liked. Good old Terrible. Victoria Beckham. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and uh, there was, what was it, Spice Girls gum? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they came with these little stickers. Yep, and we used to... I still, I believe it was you, but I don't know. I I never had confirmation on what happened, but in in the U of W, in, like, the students' part... There's, there's like a little clock for some reason, and there's only one way you can hang it is with a ladder. It's like yep. this tiny little clock, and right in the middle of it was a sticker of Mel C. I don't like know someone, if that was me. I don't recall that. Someone placed a sticker of Mel C in the middle of that uh, one. It could have been some one of our other uh, cronies. But anyways. Uh, yeah, Spice Girls would, would qualify, I believe. But I, I concur. I have a Spice Girls uh, poster. Well, not a poster. It's like a, what's it, a dry mount? Yep. Uh, over my toilet. Yes, you do. Here, and I've had that for 10 years, and I found a Value Village. Oh, it's huge. I Just uh, bathroom decoration. And Say You'll Be There was my was my jam, though. And I have uh, their first album on vinyl. Stop right it was, now. It was, it was found for me, uh, and I think it was probably about 10 bucks when it was purchased as a gift. And that fucking thing's worth like 120 bucks. Nice. And I've got it. Score. I've got a mint version. Good work. Right here. So, Spice Girls. All right, this last one. For many, many people, this this will not be a guilty pleasure. For many, many people. But I had to put it on here because it's not... And actually, now that I think about it, I'm actually... I have to... Oh, Jesus. All right, so my last thing is is an album. And it's, uh, it's a soundtrack. It's a Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Yes. Particularly all the Bee Gees tracks. Which are just... All of them are fantastic. They're awesome. Oh yeah, they're great. Four or five stars on my iTunes. Yep. Uh, we got we got this little gem here. Oh Jesus! Come on, you got it. There you go. Let's push it ahead a little bit. So good. You know, bopping around like a little asshole. Thinking that I'm like some disco king. Yep. We used to go to 80s night and they play this, but then they had a disco night. Yep. A short-lived disco night, and we would go and like dress up in like 70s clothes. Oh my god. And that, bop that around like crazy. little assholes. When I was like 19. At, uh, at uh, Scandals. At Scandals. Yes. We got this one. Some night fever. Oh yes. Well, no, this is all good stuff. Uh, we got this one that everyone knows. Classic. My parents had this one on their jukebox, so I love this one for oh, yeah. forever. My parents had Saturday Night Fever. I also had Sesame Street Fever. Oh yes, of course, on vinyl. And uh, we got this one. And this is a uh, this is a classic in many different ways. <laughs> there you go. This reminds me of. 
Star Italia sitting out on the patio and you know you had to leave and you come roaring by in your car blasting this saying hey everybody come on into the disco sexomobile <laughs> so good so uh, i mean the whole table of like you know kid tetris and all his and all his cousins and stuff and all his cousins were like who is this fucking guy <laughs> and kid tetris is dying of course but of all the songs on this soundtrack the one that is nearest and dearest to my heart is this one. Oh Jesus. Oh play. Come on. Come on, YouTube. Don't let me down. Oh yes! I, I can't even call it a guilty pleasure. This is the live version. Is this right from the movie? This is right from the movie. So it's not a live version, it's just it's actually I sorry, I couldn't see it. It's from the soundtrack of the movie. Jungle! No, oh. sorry, not jumping. You said that's... Hold on. It's open sesame. And it's part two, isn't it? Part two. So, this is um, Cool and the Gang. It's called mm-hmm. Open Sesame. There's actually two versions. Yep. Part one and part two. But I enjoyed the song so much that my character in our Backyard Wrestling Federation that we had for six years yep. was named Shazam the Cisco Genie. Because in the song, they say, get down with the genie, and they say Shazam Yep. in the song. So I named myself after the song, Yep. and I had the version from Cool and the Gang's Greatest Hits, and that was the version I used for about two years, and then I got the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, Yep. and I heard the version there, which was part two, and yep. my mind was blown, because it had a gong at the start, yep. and they were like, open so sesame. I think I think part two is the one that is the first one. The open sesame is from the soundtrack. Part two is from... I believe, but I, I, you know, I, what do I know? I, I feel like I've got it cataloged wrong, but anyway, yes, you had, you had those theme songs and uh, coincidentally, Cool in the Gang is, was the most prolific artist that we used in our backyard wrestling. I have numbers to back that up. <laughs> we not only used both those songs for you for many matches, cause you had about 26 matches uh-huh. and you had a combination of the two. So you think about how many times they were played. You won 13 of them and there was interviews and everything. And then you had, we used Jungle Boogie uh, by Cool and the Gang as the theme song for our TV show. Our flagship show. Like Jungle the, Boogie. The Monday Night Raw of the WAWF was Jungle Boogie. Yes, it was Jungle Boogie because the song was awesome. Yep. And we had big giant potted plants that we used to reinforce our ring that we had made that looked like jungle. Yep. So there you go. So, uh, yeah, I, hey, that one I'll dispute is a guilty pleasure. That song rules ass. And, uh, yeah, Shazam. So we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> Episode 3 of The Mezzanine Sleepover. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a happy, happy, happy Canada Day. Canada Roger Whitaker is going to take you out. See you in a week. Canada is Prince Edward Canada is a country made for love. Canada is La Belle Province. Canada is the Yukon Miner. Canada is a country full of love. We have love for our neighbor of whatever creed or color. We have love for us. And our valleys and our plains We have a voice that is calling Telling all the world we're willing To welcome them to this great land For that's what Canada is Canada is the Rocky Mountains Canada is Prince Edward Island Canada is a country made for love
you combine 